0: You are listening to Episode 7 of the Student Motivation Nation podcast. Let's get on task and motivate our students. Welcome to Student Motivation Nation, where we take psychological research out of the lab and into your classroom. And now your host, Melissa Feasting. Folks, this week we are continuing our discussion of how to get your students to be more likely to be having learning goals in your classroom. Now, if you didn't tune in to our prior episode, episode 6, I really well encourage you to go check that out, but if you don't want to, I give you full autonomy and I will give you a little bit of a recap right now. Students can take on a variety of goals that are the reason for why they're doing their work. And one goal that is especially important in your classroom is whether your students are adopting learning goals. Now, a student who adopts a learning goal is sitting at their desk or at their chair or wherever it is they learn from you. And they are saying that they are working in your class for the goal of wanting to really understand the material and learn it. So students with learning goals really just want to learn whatever it is that you are teaching them. Having your students endorsing and adopting these learning goals is super important because learning goals are associated with increased motivation and interest in your class. And this leads to a whole host of super awesome things. Technical term, super awesome. So, for instance, students who are adopting learning goals in the classroom are more likely to persist on even really difficult tasks. They're more likely to put in high degrees of effort to tasks. They're also more likely to use learning strategies that, do, that go a long way to increasing understanding and recall. Another reason why I like learning goals so much is that they have implications for the kind of emotions, the kind of feels, if you will, that your students are experiencing in your classroom. Students who are more likely to endorse learning goals are more likely to experience enjoyment in your classroom. They're more likely to say, "Ah, this is awesome, I'm really enjoying this. They're also less likely to experience boredom. You know, and from boredom comes those dreaded blank stares. Students who endorse and adopt these learning goals, who really sit down and say, man, my reason for being here is to really just learn and and understand this material, are more likely to experience hope in the classroom. And they're also more likely to experience the feeling of pride in their performance in the classroom. All of these emotions and the less boredom piece Are great things for your students to be experiencing in your classroom because not only is that good in the moment, but the more that your student is experiencing these really positive emotions and less boredom in your class, this is probably going to have implications for how they continue to feel about your class and how they continue to be motivated and interested in the future in your class. I could go on and on and on about how cool learning goals are for your students' motivation and interest. But I know what you're really here for is to learn how do I get my students to be more likely to have these learning goals. And so for this week, I'm going to be talking about what you can do to the actual tasks that your students are doing in the classroom that can help then be more likely to get your students to be more likely to say, hmm, what I'm about here is about learning and understanding the material. The first big thing you can do to the tasks in your classroom is to point out to your students how they are personally relevant or useful. This may sound kind of familiar because I actually discussed this in episodes one through four of the podcast. And these episodes will give you a lot of great Concrete tips and tricks on how to point out why what you're teaching is personally relevant or at least useful to your students. The more that you can focus on learning tasks and assignments that are personally relevant to your students, the more likely it is that they're going to be adopting these learning goals and that they're going to be wanting to learn and understand the material, as opposed to, you know, looking at their neighbor and just saying, I want to do better than him, or I want to avoid doing worse than him. Related to this is you can also make sure you adapt your instruction to the personal interest of your students, which I also discuss in episode three of the podcast. But I don't want to just do a rehash of past episodes, although I want you to know that those are legitimate strategies to getting your students to endorse more learning goals. However, there's other things that you can do that I haven't talked about yet to the tasks in your classroom to make your students more likely to be endorsing these learning goals. The more that the tasks in your classroom, the assignments, how you're evaluating them, whatever it is you're doing, have things like novelty, variety, and diversity, the more likely your students are to adopt these learning goals. And why is that? I was actually wondering this myself, but it turns out that this is a really specific type of variety. Although I know that you are, you know, teaching probably one or just a couple subjects that are pretty set, the more that you can find ways to give assignments and tasks that require slightly different skills, the more your students are going to be adopting learning goals because these different assignments fundamentally might take different kind of talents or interests from one another. So for instance, you may have one assignment that involves giving a class presentation, which requires public speaking skills, the ability to not be terrified in front of people, etc. You can also give writing, depending on your class, which requires different skills. But you could also give a more creative assignment, something like a diorama, or something that really lets your students pick and go wild with something. This week's teaching tweak I think will probably be be kind of fun to you. I encourage you to sit down, and once again, you don't have to be sitting. You can be doing whatever you want. But to sort of center and think about the assignments you have in your classroom. Although I know they'll probably be evaluating competency and understanding and development on whatever it is the subject you're teaching, there's also ancillary skills that a lot of your assignments are probably evaluating them on. So for instance, is there a way for you to get your assignments to have a greater variety and diversity in what sort of ancillary skills they require? So for instance, if you focus entirely on papers in your class or entirely on multiple choice exams in your class, is there a way that you can get other skills, whether soft or hard skills, into your assignments. So for instance, instead of grading another multiple choice exam, how about you devote consider devoting class time to having your students make group presentations? This helps them give group presentations. Instead of only assigning papers, maybe you can consider also assigning a more creative project that lets students do something hands-on. So one of my favorite examples of this is a course that I TA'd for early in my time in grad school. And one of the projects asked the students to find a way to violate a gender norm in their lives. And so this really let the students get more creative and it was wide open in a way that students had to figure out for themselves what to do. And so think about if there's any sort of skill that you would like to assess in your students that would also let you give them sort of a more loose assignment like that, that let them bring in their own spark of creativity into it. The more your assignments have variety and are assessing different kinds of skills, the less likely your students are to start really comparing themselves to one another. And instead, they'll just keep on focusing on understanding and learning the material. If you just keep giving multiple choice exams or keep giving papers and it's all in the same format, the easier it is for your students to start thinking about, hmm, I wonder how my neighbor did on this. I hope I didn't do worse than them because every assignment is the same. But when you start to have a big variety, in the type of assignments you have students generally tend to focus on how they are understanding and learning the material because it's sort of harder to suss out who would be really good at say one sort of project versus the other some students are really going to shine in that presentation other students are really going to shine in the paper and this really keeps students focused on their own progress i really encourage you to think of a way that you can add variety and diversity to the sort of soft skills that your assessment that your assignments are assessing and I would love it if you emailed me and tell me how it went. You can check out the show notes to this episode at www.studentmotivationnation.com slash seven. If you really dig this podcast, It would mean so much to me if you considered sharing it with your fellow educators who also want to motivate and interest and engage their students. Honestly, the more the merrier in my book. But either way, until next week, I hope you have a really lovely week and I hope you get out there and educate and motivate. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Student Motivation Nation podcast. You can find us on the web at www.studentmotivationnation.com. Hope to see you there.